Hours before the swearing-in ceremony, thousands were on the streets protesting against the new government's policies on co-governance and the Treaty of Waitangi. At least 20 demonstrations were held across the country, Somya Bamedi Party reports. Attendees at today's protest say the mood was positive and peaceful. As Tinoranga Teratanga flags were waved and Waiata sung, people held signs showing support for Te Reo Māori and Te Tiriti. But underpinning today's demonstrations was a sense of frustration. Wellington protester Hohepa Thompson says he's taking a stand against the government's order for ministries to use their English names. They're looking at our real, uh, they're trying to get that out of the government and all of these kind of proposed things. It's just like, it's taken a massive step backwards um, and our tipuna have been fighting for the revitalisation of our deal and this is only going to take us backwards. The Wellington demonstration marched from Aurora Terrace in the central city to Parliament's lawn. Pākehā protester Dana Churcher says she thinks the coalition parties haven't taken the time to broaden their knowledge of Te Tiriti. They probably have no idea what, the, what this half this stuff and why this is so important, but they're probably not going to because they don't feel like their eyes are open enough. You know, they're not willing to have that growth. So I think they understand the English version. I don't think they understand the Te Reo Māori version. 13-year-old Jessica Andrews says she wants to stop the government from taking more steps in a similar direction. I'm really worried that um, we might not even be able to speak Te Reo like how it has been in the past. At a demonstration in New Plymouth, Nareo Akariri says she's particularly concerned about the plan to review all legislation that includes Treaty of Waitangi principles. The idea of having a referendum against the Treaty of Waitangi, the Treaty of Waitangi, we're still here. We're still here. Others voiced their concern at the coalition government's promised changes to the health system, including axing the Māori Health Authority. At a protest in the Auckland suburb of Albany, activist Brendan Warne says he's worried about axe policy to reintroduce over-the-counter sales of a medicine used to make pee. For them to put pseudoephedrine back on the shelf, that's, um, that's just, yeah, you're going to hurt a lot of people, and I know, I know what's going to happen. But today's about one kaupapa, and that's about thirty, so that's why we're here. For 14-year-old Tumanako Manihera from Kawakawa in Northland, today's protest was a more general stand for Māori rights. I love fighting for Tewi Māori. Uh, I love my culture. I love who I am, where I'm from. I love my whānau. Um, we started this kopapa and we tried to um, look for whatever helps us keep going on Te Aratika, uh, the right path. The police say traffic was disrupted in several areas, with hundreds of vehicles travelling in convoy throughout the North Island. Two people were arrested on State Highway 1 in Auckland, a driver who failed to stop for police and a woman who behaved in a disorderly manner. And joining us now is ACT Party leader and minister David Seymour. Tēnā minita. Good afternoon, Lisa. What's wrong with protesting? 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with protesting. I recall leading protests myself when the previous government uh, wanted to close down partnership schools. I led a group of a couple of hundred uh, students up um, Queen Street to make the point that charter schools had done a lot of good for these often disadvantaged students and should be given a chance uh, to continue or at least have their results reviewed before they were shut down. But I just make the point that in that instance, uh, we had a very specific and coherent point to make, uh, and we did it in a way that, um, given Auckland Transport prevents everyone from driving up Queen Street anyhow, uh, didn't actually go out of its way to disrupt other people going about their day-to-day -day life. I would argue that the events today um, did very little to make a coherent point, uh, but they did uh, ensure that people were maximally disrupted uh, for the amount of protest that went on. Well, groundswell drove slowly on the motorway as well as part of the protest. Well, once again, I don't think it's helpful uh, to disrupt people uh, if you're not making a, a coherent point and it's not helpful to disrupt people more than you need to because uh, okay. what you end up doing is actually driving away from from the it point you're a, trying to persuade people to. It was a pretty coherent point, was it? There's concerns about push for a referendum around the um, Treaty of Waitangi and erosion of the recognition of tangata whenua. That was the point, wasn't it? Well, not that I heard. I heard a grab bag of concerns that don't seem to be informed by looking at the government's uh, program. Uh, and as for being concerned about having a discussion about the principles of the treaty, uh, the lens through which we view the treaty in 2023 and beyond, um, I would have thought that someone interested in the treaty would view that as uh, something positive that they wanted to be part of. Uh, whereas what you heard in your audio package uh, before this interview uh, was people who uh, basically are protesting against dialogue, um, which I don't think is helpful whatsoever. Uh, this government believes that New Zealand has been increasingly divided by an obsession with uh, identity politics and race fanaticism uh, on the parts of some activists where everything is viewed through the prism of race uh, rather than humanity and human need. Uh, and we want to have constructive dialogue about how we return to the universal human rights uh, that the likes of Kate Shepherd built this country on. You have said today that they are protesting, those protesters were protesting against equal rights. They're actually protesting for equity. There is a difference. What's wrong with protesting for equity? Not everybody starts from the same position in life, do they? Well, that's certainly true, but their view of how to achieve equity is to categorise people by ethnicity and treat everyone through an ethnic lens. That's what we object to, as I mentioned at the beginning of this interview. Uh, when I had almost no political capital, uh, I put it all into innovative social policies in the form of charter schools that empowered communities, uh, no matter what their ethnic background was. Some had an ethnic base, some didn't. Sometimes uh, need is based to, on to ethnic background, though, isn't it, kids. Minister? Sometimes need is based on ethnic background. Look at the health statistics statistics and how poorly Māori are represented in those statistics, in life expectancy statistics, in lung cancer statistics, in diabetes statistics. So need and equity marry up there, don't they, Minister? 
Well, with respect, you're begging the question, uh, which means to uh, put the answer to your question uh, in the question you ask. If you start from the lens of ethnicity and then you find that, of course, it would be statistically extraordinary uh, if every group was completely identical when, for example, you have different age uh, profiles, you have different housing uh, 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 position, uh, you have uh, different uh, locations in the country, uh, of course there's going to be differences between the ethnic groups. And some of that is based on access to resources, isn't it, Minister, from day dot? And some resources have not been equitably handed out because people are discriminated against at times. Uh, well, you know, I know, I know, Lisa. You, you, you're, what you're saying is not quite as insightful as you seem to think. I, I agree with you that there's inequities, but I've just listed uh, a series of reasons uh, why people are unequal. And funnily enough, there are some Maori people who are doing very well, thank you very much, and don't appreciate. Uh, being treated as needy. Uh, There are some needy people uh, who, frankly, uh, are not uh, Maori, are not Pacific, and are going to miss out uh, if you use race as your prism for uh, viewing inequity. Uh, That's the the point we're making. In the simplest way possible, can you tell me in one sentence what you are trying to achieve with your policy agenda as it relates to the treaty? What is the outcome which you would see as a gain or a positive? In a sentence, what is it? Oh, we are going to restore the true intent of the treaty to establish a society where everybody has natikanga katoa rite tahi, or the same rights and duties, uh, because universal human rights, treating ourselves primarily as human uh, before any other characteristic, is one of the most important things that a country can achieve. And Hasn't what's more, it can be found. It can be found. That? It can be found in the treaty. So it's uh, one long sentence, but I think you'll find okay. it's dramatically one sentence. So so hasn't decades of case law and political consensus over the last 30 to 40 years already established that, Minister? Uh, you're right that there's been a lot of uh, case law interpreting what Parliament said in the past, but Parliament has never said uh, what the principles of the treaty should be. It said that there should be principles. It forgot to define them. Our proposal is that Parliament should define them, and the fact that courts have previously interpreted laws uh, doesn't mean that Parliament shouldn't speak again about its intentions. That's actually exactly how our political system works. Parliament makes laws, the courts interpret them. Sometimes Parliament decides that after the last 30 or 40 years we've become increasingly divided I might add without achieving much in the sense of true material equity uh, between different groups and it's time to have another go at it Sorry to rush you, there's a lot to get through just a couple of other things I would like answers for Will you be at Waitangi next year? I certainly intend to be I've been notwithstanding COVID uh, I think every year that I've been an MP and have you met with your whānau hapu iwi to discuss the direction you want to go in around your um, your treaty policies? Yeah, absolutely. And are your views aligned? Uh, well, there's obviously in any family there's going to be a range of different views. Um, but, you know, if you're telling me that in order to be Māori I have to uh, behave in a certain way or meet no, with I'm just certain asking people you if you've had a discussion. Format. I'm just asking you if you've had a discussion with iwi, your iwi and your hapu about your policy direction. Well, I've certainly spoken with Fano, uh, and I think, frankly, that the way that you frame it up, that somehow a person's value, the views are only valid uh, if they've come to them in a certain formula is exactly the kind of prejudice and bigotry that I thought we were supposed to be against here.
Appreciate time, Minister. That is the ACT Party leader and Minister David Seymour. 22 minutes after five, and you were checkpoints on RNZ National.